You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, welcome back. I'm Andrea from Concreted Crystals and Spirit Crumb. And I'm Emily from Emily and Her Stars and Things That Make You Go Woo. We're here to talk about Scorpio season, which I am already feeling. I don't know you, Emily. <laughs> I think when I logged onto the Zoom and I had my head in my hands and I'm just like pulling my hair out, that describes the mood in general. Yes, I think it. What we recorded Libra season yesterday. That's how it feels. Sure. Yeah. 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 It was yesterday. Maybe a couple days ago. Yeah. Maybe two, three days tops. That's where that went. Have no idea what happened. Leave it to an air season to be here and gone before you even realize it happens. And now we are what four days away from Scorpio season. Three days away, and we're. In the middle, well, we're just about ready to have our first of two eclipses in Scorpio Taurus. We just finished out our last Saturn Uranus conjunction, which I don't know about you, but I certainly felt. And full moons, and yeah, pour me into a puddle on the street. I'm not even sure who I am, what day it is, or what time zone I live in. No, I agree. I think since the full moon, I've just changed into a different person and I don't know what exists anymore. I'm doing weird stuff. I'm crying for like weeks on end. I don't know what's happening. I haven't even done a podcast episode for two weeks and I usually do mine weekly. I'm just like, so good. I'm missing what's happening. (laughs) I actually had written down for this uh, particular Scorpio season. One of the things I wrote down in Libra season, like after we reported last time, was identity crisis. So here we go. We're, yeah. I, I'm sorry to everyone that I wrote that on paper because I think I manifested. Did you manifest this, Andrea? Yeah. I'm going to play- sorry. Thank you. Put it on me. We'll do the rules for when I was in retail. Always blame Andrea. <laughs> it's a lot. And I have to say, okay, so full disclosure, I'm a Taurus. My opposite sometimes the shadow side of myself is in Scorpio. And so there, it's an interesting season for me. I adore autumn. Favorite time of the year, hands down. The leaves are in color. I want to read all the Anne of Green Gables novels. I want to live on Prince Edward Island in a world that should only be full of Octobers. It's my favorite time of year. Add in Day of the Dead. And I love Halloween, but I love Halloween for its Black cats and witches more than it's scary movies. I'm not a scary movie girl, you know. That. Give me a good Hallmark romantic Halloween story. I'm all in. Candied apples, candy corns. Let's do it. Yeah, my my brain has been a little fuzzy. My electronics have been not working great, as you can hear. Um, 16 minutes ago, I sent my show notes to print, and they are now printing. So right on schedule, right on cue. <laughs> it's um. It's a little rocky. We'll just start there. How about you? How how did labor season treat you? You know what? It was interesting because I was having some real breakthroughs where I was like having clarity on stuff. I was on a roll. I was all like, you know what? I am now seeing all these opportunities come up. I was manifesting opportunities. 
And then the full moon hit. And then all hell broke loose. And now I'm not sure anything exists. I'm Capricorn. I always end up working things that physically where I either like go for a walk or do something to like move the energy. The other day, I, I'm going to tell this story just because it explains where what's been happening. My plan was to go out, warm up my coffee, and then come back and start working on something. My whole plan for the day. I walk into my living room and then I put my coffee down on my, this dresser that has my TV on it to go and pick up something that was on the floor. Then I realized that my HDMI cable was in the way. I went to move it, knocked the coffee off of the table, turning over, spilling coffee already, and I catch it in midair. My hand goes in the cup, catches it by the side of the cup, starts burning my fingers. And then I put it down and then I'm like, okay, now I've cleaned this up. So as I'm cleaning, I just, I start mopping my whole living room. Then I started moving furniture. I literally rearranged my entire living room. Then I was like, oh, because I have totes of stuff that's like supplies. And then I have some in my office, some out in the open. I was like, this is a disaster. It's messy over here. I moved everything into my office, brought out all the totes that were art stuff. I completely rearranged my entire office. And then I was sitting on my couch chair thing at like 4 p.m. And I was like, what was I even doing? What was, where did the day come? How did this happen? It was like a good five hours later. And I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to start editing that podcast episode. And I was so tired because I've been moving furniture all day. I was like, I, I'm not doing it. That's how that's how the transition has gone for me so far from like Libra into Scorpio. Yeah. Why? There are no barriers. There are no nothing is real. Reality has vanished. Yes. All of these things I would agree with completely. Who did this? When did this happen? <laughs> Where am I? Uh, let's just say the barrier between air and water, because we're moving out of Libra's air and into Scorpio's water, is it's a little foggy. It's like throwing yourself into some hot water and trying to figure out which way is up while the water is boiling and maybe or maybe not there's dry ice involved. It's just a lot. It started out good. And so I feel like there's still potential for this to like shift, but I think it's like, how I'm feeling about it is that Libra season brought things to the surface that was like, this is what's important to me. This is what I'm manifesting. And now that we're in this transition, it's like I am having all of the growth, you know, the transformation and the growth that is required in order for those things to actually come into reality. It's like, okay, you, you, now you know you want this, but the version of you that is, that want, that is here now, it's clearly not the one <laughs> going to be able to have these things. So we're just going to throw you hands in hot coffee, and then see who you are when you come out the other side. That's like, I feel like early Scorpio season. It's like the preview, like this week. The preview. The preview. Well, okay, and let's just dip our toe into the fact that there is eclipse season. We are in eclipse season. Little self-plug disclosure. I made a 14-page guide to surviving eclipse season. You can get it at the Third Eye Library in my astrology room. But that being said, what I really want to talk about is this idea that we are in the Taurus-Scorpio axis. We started it here last year. So we did it last year in November. We did it in May. And now we're rounding out the season. This time we will revisit Taurus and Scorpio, but they will have Aries associated with them the next time they come around. So it's going to feel a little different when Aries and Libra come into play. But it's a big cycle because what do Taurus and Scorpio rule? Well, 
Taurus is all about the physical, the tangible, money, what we have in this life. And Scorpio wants to dig up what is the truth. It wants to say, okay, here we've made our way through the signs before this, right? We had Virgo who was examining, are we going to even survive? Did we plant enough wheat? Virgo comes along and says, it is what it is. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. We're going to roll the dice, see how it plays out. And Scorpio's like, okay, now we've got to face the choices of some of these consequences. What is real? People are going to die. And it really wants to explore these concepts of the subconscious mind, the unconscious mind, and bring them to the surface. So if you think of not only Scorpios in general as a zodiac sign, if that is your sun or your rising, even your moon to some extent, you're constantly diving into the subconscious and looking to find explanations, find the truth behind these things that are not necessarily tangible. They're sometimes considered taboo, but taboo in a sense of that's what our society has created around them. It's put these boundaries around them, but we still experience it. We are all still sexual beings. We all still have intimacy. We all still deal with money and death and all of these things happen to all of us. So it's this polarity between sort of the spiritual and the tangible, money and power. Just because you have money doesn't mean you're going to live forever. These are the types of questions that come up this time of year. And okay, throw in that this is an eclipse. And what an eclipse does, I like to call it the universe's way of putting us in a claw game at the arcade. (laughs) You're living. Let's say you're in the box. You are with all the other stuffed animals. It's like the scene in Toy Story when there's all the little aliens in there. Everybody's happy. We're fine. Doing my own thing. I've, you know, discovered a path I want to go down. Oh, no. Eclipse season comes and it is the claw. It picks you up and it says, it says, it's fine that you've been going down that road. Great job. Glad you had fun. But I'm going to need you to like snap out of it and get back on track. And so I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to put you on this path of evolution that is actually where you needed to be. I'm removing you from this game. (laughs) And you're going home with Timmy, like whatever it is. But it can feel incredibly jarring and it can lead to miracles. It can lead to unexpected surprises. It can be beautiful and it can also be shit. I literally feel like every day right now I'm waking up (laughs) I'm waiting for the claw to pick me out of my bed <laughs> to decide what is today going to be. Yesterday, I had an entire day planned. It was amazing. I was recording a podcast with Amber. I had a business lecture series to attend. In between that, a whole day went to crap. Whole day. Nothing but computer problems, recording problems, like computer gremlins, I truly think. Got the date and time wrong on the business training. It's it's this feeling of not having your own control or your own say over what's really going to happen to your day. Add in thinness of the veil, right? We're all thinking about loved ones. We're all experiencing more intuition, more insight, more in touch with our feelings. I kind of want to go to bed and cry this weekend, Andrea. I don't know. That's actually the only thing on my schedule. I think we (laughs) another season too. I think we said this in Virgo, maybe. I don't remember. I know we said it. Again, time is irrelevant at this point. Like we think we we think that we should just banish the concept of time. But I totally feel that. I don't know what is going on, but I definitely resonate with everything you were just describing. As you're saying, and I'm like, so that's what this is. Okay. That's exactly what I'm experiencing now. Like I do feel like I 
I was telling you earlier, I've cried more in the last two weeks than in the last year. I And I'm like, why now? Why now? It's like this bringing up of deep trauma, bringing up of... I always think of Scorpio. Yes, it's the the sign of the physical scorpion, right? It can sting you. It glows in the dark. It's got all these mystical qualities. But really, it's the idea of the dirt. Like I, when I think of Scorpio, I see myself putting my hands like deep into fertile soil and like bringing it to the light. It's that idea of bringing the roots and what's underneath up to the light, tilling the soil and exploring the things that we maybe have put off through the other seasons. Now, that to say you don't have to have a Scorpio planet or placement in your chart. We all experience Scorpio-like things in our life. No matter what, the sun is always going to transit this house and this zodiac sign every year. And so we do face these things. It's just a matter of how prominent they may or may not be in your life. So I think it's important to remember that. And I think that comes along with the idea of embracing the season that you're in, that when you feel drawn to these things, kind of out of the blue and you're like, what what's happening? Who am I today? Don't fight it so much. Explore where it's taking you and why it's taking you down this bumpy weird road at the arcade. And be curious. That would be my best suggestion. Just stay curious with it. I love that. I think the invitation to be curious is a good way to approach it because otherwise it's scary. Like the unknown is a big part of like for me, Scorpio season, shadow work, all of that. And I think your description of putting the hands in the soil, that kind of shows you where the axes of Taurus and Scorpio are because, you know, Taurus, you know, with the earth and like that whole idea of it being in springtime, that's when we're like planting, where, but now this is like we're at the harvest, we're pulling the stuff up to be like, what happened right. under there in the last few months? And I think like what you're describing is exactly where unknowingly I've just been diving into in the last couple of weeks. So that explains what maybe my tears are watering, whatever's so growing. That's, I don't know. It, that's, it's fertilizer. You're watering the soil. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to remind myself this weekend as I'm crying on the sofa. <laughs> okay, so what movie did you pick? This I'm super excited. I restrained myself. I only picked one. <laughs> da, 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 da. But you're going to laugh so hard because I had my usual three, as we do. And I was yes. thinking to myself, like, yeah, okay, I have three. And then today I was reviewing it. <laughs> and I was like... I put them in like a little like bracket of like two more that I was like, I kind of want to talk about you. So I have your other two. So <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So this weekend, while I'm embracing my inner Scorpio season, the movie I am putting at the top of my list is Steel Magnolias. Oh, yes. That's so good. It is life, death, friendship relationships it is intimacy it is offspring and what happens when we have children and all of the aspects i feel that come into play with scorpio there i absolutely adore it one of my all-time favorite movies i want to be Weeza and grow tomatoes while i'm older and live in the south with a big floppy hat but i also find myself in getting really uncomfortable when shelby dies that's such a turning point in the movie that it almost makes you want to turn it off because it's so gut-wrenching. But some of the most beautiful moments happen after that. And yeah, just seeing the transformation with religion and family relationships, it's 
it's everything, Scorpio. It just, when that one hit me, I was like, one and done. Mic drop, I'm out. I love that. I feel that so deeply. I haven't watched that in a while. And it's a good fall movie too. It is. So I'm adding that to my list. Maybe I'll just cry and watch that this weekend. I feel like that should be on everyone. That's on everyone's to-do list, except that should be coming out maybe on Monday or Tuesday. So next weekend. But I went on a similar kind of drama, but not quite scary. What I started with was I was like, I'm going to start with a comedy because... I need to not get right in there right away. And I started with How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. (laughs) So the reason for this is the idea of like this like deception and then revealing and then reassessing that whole like part of it where it can be light. It doesn't, not everyone has a deep and dark Scorpio season. Sometimes people are thriving and that is also part of it. But the idea that they each have this goal, like they both know they want to win a contest or they want to get this result and they'll do anything to do that. So she's doing all these wild things to try and scare this guy away. But meanwhile, she doesn't know that he has made this bet that he can make her fall in love with him. So he's letting it all go. And she's like, how is he still around? And, you know, then there's the reveal, as there always is in these, where they both find out that it was this deception. Meanwhile, in the meantime, they built these real feelings and then, you know, they have to kind of like work that out. And so that was the first one that came to mind because I was like, it's so funny too. And that Scorpio, just like the shadow side of it, I thought that was just such a funny way to start. Love it. Love it. Love it. And then the next one that came up was The Family Stone. It's a holiday movie, but it's very similar to... The one that you chose, actually, that was the first one that I chose when I was actively like, okay, what do I actually feel about this? It was the first one that came to mind for those themes of like death, you know, the mother is a cancer survivor. And then it's this idea, the family stone is this heirloom ring that this one son wants to give to his partner. The partner comes and the whole family's kind of like not great to her. She's feeling vulnerable she brings her sister that causes more complications and it's just all of the separate dynamics the thing that i really find interesting about this is that it's very true to how it is in life where each sibling has a different relationship with each sibling you know everyone's individual <sighs> relationship is so different like one yeah. character has like a different relationship with each person and they all see each other in a different light and so that idea of your own lived experience is like how you experience other people and then how you work through all these dynamics and then how the idea of death makes you reevaluate how you've been treating people and the bigger picture so that was the one that I felt like was the core for me <laughs> that was the one I have like starred here as like if I had to pick one if we were like if you were like Andrea you're only doing one that was going to be the one love it that one, yeah, I just, I love that movies. It is uncomfortable at part, but that's, I think, yeah. why I like to watch it because I'm like, I need to feel that sometimes. You need to feel like nudged a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then the other ones I'll just talk about briefly because they were more just like, they came to mind and I'm like, I think this is interesting. One of them is Age of Adeline. Um, oh, yes. With um, uh, Blake Lively. Blake Lively. I just love her in general. But in this movie, she just doesn't age and it's a secret. And every time she gets to a point where people start to realize it because she's not aging, she has to pick up everything, find a new identity and go somewhere else. And for me, in terms of Scorpio season, it is this idea of not wanting to reveal our true selves, you know, not wanting to be vulnerable, 
not wanting to reveal the inner truth, but also this idea, like I said, of like identity changes. And sometimes you outgrow the space you're in too. And you do need to kind of pull back and be like, who am I going to be for this new iteration of myself in the state? I think it's interesting because the now talking about this, the other movie that kind of came into play this morning in the shower, and I completely forgot until just now, was Edward Scissorhands. And sort of in the same idea, opposite spectrum, he can't change. He is who he is and how everyone around him adapts and changes to understand him and his and the idea that he wants to love and how can he love and show his true identity. Yeah, I think that's another part of Scorpio season, right? It's the idea of transformation of self, but also transformation of our relationships and understanding that sometimes a relationship grows and changes. You know, we talk about sexuality so much in Scorpio season, but it's not just the physical act. It is the place and time it takes to get to the level of intimacy where that can even happen. And so remembering that as we're moving through the zodiac and we've moved through like cancer season, which evolves around so much of family and friends and sort of the family we choose, this is that next level. These are the relationships in our life that are bigger than friendships. They are true, true intimacy and realizing that they evolve and change and that you know you can be married for 20 or 25 years and you're not going to be the same people. Yeah, I love Age of Adelaide for that because she has to transform her entire life repeatedly despite the fact that she's at home and very comfortable and loving what's going on. And then she has to walk away. Yeah, exactly. And and the idea of walking away is like one of the themes that came up in the cards for this month. But like it's heart-wrenching. It's seeing how she has to give up even when she's like in love with someone. And then what happens when people do find out the truth and her having to just be vulnerable and allow people to have their responses and like have their reactions because she can't change the truth. And that's, I think, what happens when we go through these seasons of authenticity. And I felt like that was a big part of Libra season was like finding clarity on like what I actually want. And then now with thinking like what it, I don't have a partner, so I don't have that like person who is immediately affected by things. But just this idea of like, how does that, how does who I am now change my relationship to people around me? And now I'm not going to adapt as much as I used to. I'm just going to be a little bit more authentic. So good. Okay, what's your last one? Okay, so I have two more, but I'm just going to briefly say what they are because everyone knows these themes. Because the well, the first one is the graduate for the um, yes, and the like the the very extreme of like the seduction and the the taboo, right? With being like the right. young guy and the older woman, and this like if it was a man with a younger woman, people wouldn't question it because it's the other way around. It's so taboo. So there's that. Love it. And then the other one is actually just a movie that I love that kind of talks about the aging process and how trying to rebrand at an older age. And it's Late Night with Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling. It is really one of my favorite like, comedies, but it has like a really deep undertone to it of like this woman who's aging and she's managed to stay as a late night host all this time. She's losing mm-hmm. friends. And then this younger woman comes along to help her become popular in a new world and then it reveals her personal life and how she's actually dealing with it because she's showing up in this like boss state and then it's this 
kind of flip side where you start to see how she can be more vulnerable and soft and how she reveals how she's actually feeling about the transition. I love that. I think Benjamin Button is another example that kind of fits that same ideology of transformation, um, not only of self, but of surroundings and relationships. So I think any of us that are feeling that this eclipse season can just lean into the idea that transformation is going to come and happen no matter what, even when you're in a home where you're recording a podcast and then the background gets noisy. It's transformation. Exactly. We're we're ending less this time because we're being authentic. So <laughs> I'm going to continue to mute and unmute myself as my home gets noisy and quiet. <laughs> so do you want to start with cards and then I'll pick up with energy this time? Sure, let's do that. That's- let's do it. I was particularly excited as a Capricorn that this season starts on a Sunday. Very convenient for me choosing how to do my week. So for the beginning of Scorpio season, that's October 23rd to the 29th, I pulled the Ten of Swords. So this card for me is always about endings and walking away. That's always what comes up for me. And this felt really fitting as what we're talking about. This transition has been kind of rough going from Libra into Scorpio season. And it's like after Libra season when we're reevaluating relationships. There's been a lot of healing energy coming up through the astrology and just in general, I think, for a lot of us. And now it's this point where we're ready to make a decision where it's like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Now, what do I need to release in order to be this new version of myself? Is it a relationship? Is it a pattern that's coming up? Is it something that a narrative I've been telling myself over and over again that now I'm ready to let go of. Like, you know, when you hear yourself just say something for the last time and you're just like, no, that's not who I am anymore. Why do I keep saying that about myself? So there's a lot of that energy that I was feeling when I was tuning into this card. And the main thing that came up as the very clear sentiment of it is choosing yourself and making a stand. So Whatever that means, whether it's making better promises to yourself, leaving behind a past version of yourself, or finally saying goodbye to a relationship, a job, something that is just not serving you anymore that has been revealed to you over the past few weeks. And so some of this might be around abundance too. That's the other feeling that came up. It's like, so that's why it could be career. It could just be that you realize you're not saying yes to the opportunities that could help you. Or the opposite, you keep saying yes to things that are taking up your time and not leaving space for things that would be more fruitful for you. I think that's spot on for the energy that's coming in, especially take into account too, we're just coming out of massive retrograde season. And so we've got Mercury going direct, Venus will be going direct here pretty soon. We've got all of these things that we've really been looking inward for most of the summer and reevaluating, like you said, so many things. And now that planets are starting to go direct and we're going to be moving forward again, it's time to take action on those things. All of the change, instead of happening internally, like it does in a retrograde, it's going to be happening externally. So yeah, let's talk about Scorpio season sliding in on the 23rd. And it's kind of coming in with a bang this year because Venus and the sun slide into Scorpio on the same day. So for the next month, our focus is not going to be only on our fears and our worries and our insecurities and maybe where we've given up power in our lives. But Venus is going to be there in a way that allows us to soothe and 
smooth over some of those bumpier edges. So this can be a really transformative season if you're willing to face your fear head on, desire and hope to find the truth behind it. Venus is stabilizing as opposed to Mercury likes to shake things up. It likes to disrupt and tear things apart. Venus comes in and it's like, no, I'm going to love on you. We're going to smooth down these edges. We're going to make it easier. So having Venus slide in at the same time, I think is going to be sort of a beautiful blessing in this season as opposed to what it could have been. Because immediately coming up on the 25th, we kind of get one day of grace there on the 24th. But on the 25th is our new moon solar eclipse in Scorpio. Now, if you are in Europe, particularly the Middle East, it will be a solar eclipse visible to the eye there. We won't be able to see it here in North America. But it's going to be especially powerful and probably something I know you and I are feeling already as we're recording this. What happens during an eclipse season? The cycle has to do with the fact that this is Taurus and Scorpio. The season is that it comes up during this full moon cycle. So it began at the last quarter moon. It is now um, going to really be in the full swing of things between now and the full moon that will be coming up the first week of November. So it's just an intense window of energy. You can call it a portal. You can call it whatever you want, but it is this time to sort of expect the unexpected. And we get eclipses every year. Yes. And it's one of those situations where you can feel as much as you want or you don't have to. You can you know, certainly they affect us all differently, but just something to be aware of. You know, like I said before, this is sort of that time where it picks us up and puts us on a path that's maybe more in alignment. So even if you're ready for it or not, it's coming. October 26th, we've got Mercury and Mars sort of stressing each other out. Mercury, right, is all about the communication. It's also sort of seeking balance and harmony while it's in the sign of Libra still. And Mars is asking for action and communication, which can have us sort of ignoring balance and harmony in the name of being heard at all costs. So it's going to be kind of a stressful day in some ways. October 27th, the stressors kind of continue. They're going to come today from Mercury and Pluto. So what's interesting about this is that do a kind of deep dive into the source of a problem where you can find yourself obsessing over the details that are maybe inconsequential. Pluto is a, the sign and one of the rulers of Scorpio, and so it isn't afraid of the depths and the transformations that need to happen. But Mercury can kind of blow it out of proportion sometimes or find us spinning in some way. So be careful with that one. The 28th, we've got Jupiter moving into the watery sign of Pisces. Now, what's exciting about this is that it's out of retrograde, sliding its way back into Pisces, and it's going to be there until December 20th. This energy is going to be kind of soothing in some ways because Jupiter has been, after five months, in the fiery sign of Aries, where it's been expanding sort of frustrations, war, um, exacerbating I want to be heard. No, I'm right. So sliding back into Pisces is going to be nice. It's going to be an opportunity for us to look at ourselves again as a collective in some ways. Greater healing, focus on compassion, becoming more connected with one another. So this will be, I think, a lovely time, especially for psychic development and downloads. So kind of enjoy this month-long window here. On the 29th, we have Mercury moving into Scorpio. It's going to hang out there just for a short while until the 17th. This will allow us to collectively be more focused on our fears, our worries, our insecurities, and where we're stuck. But it's also a time, which I think is interesting, where secrets can be revealed in the media. 
that force us to maybe look at some of our collective shadows. And I'll cover something around that coming up in the next uh, week when we talk about it here coming up. So keep that little bit in mind. And then on the 30th, just when you thought the retrogrades and eclipses were calming us down a little bit, Mars is going to go into retrograde. And this one doesn't happen as often as some of our other retrogrades. It's, you know, a, a much slower moving planet for us from where we're at. And in some ways, it's actually more powerful than Mercury. I hate to say that, but it's the planet of action and it does not like being held up. So until January 12th, kind of expect to run into delays and frustrations when you're just literally trying to get things done. This is totally spilling your cup of coffee while you were just trying to heat it and pick up a piece of lint and get on with your day. And then the next thing you know, you've mopped and redecorated your entire apartment. This is the same energy. <laughs> it's going to be coming in spades. So be careful of angry outbursts from yourself and from others. And the other interesting tidbit on the 30th is it's the first quarter moon in Aquarius. So it will kind of have us thinking about some of our collective futures. It's a busy week. <laughs> it's a very busy week. And that explains the ten of swords, like letting go, releasing, finally being like, okay, time to change this. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, prepared for that. More of this, I'm going to have to watch where I put my coffee for the next week. <laughs> a little more careful than usual. But you know what's interesting is the next card that I pulled for the 30th to the 5th is the 13, which is death. And so, <laughs> yes, we're continuing with that theme. We can't even make this up. I mean, and it's actually right. the Scorpio card in Pharaoh. Right. So I was like, well... We're getting right in there this week. And because in this deck, I use the Lightseer's Tarot, they call it death and rebirth. I love that she brings this like shadow and light because it does make more sense when you're looking at something and that is a polarity. There's always the light and shadow. So what I was feeling with this is, yes, we're continuing the release. Anything with leftover, we're scooping it out. We're like, all right, let's make sure this is a clean, clear out and declutter sort of energy. But then the other side of it is that when we make these decisions that are endings or changes, there's going to be healing that has to happen. And so that's where I feel this week is really drawing us is trying to identify all the little bits that are in there that are being affected by the decisions we're making and any changes that are happening. And then finding these opportunities for growth to see what you've learned because a lot of the things that we're going to be releasing i feel like are patterns that have come up our whole lives a lot of times and then the clarity that we're getting this time around i think is something to celebrate to be like okay you know what i actually finally broke up with this person that i've been on again off again with for five years you know what i mean it's like these big cycles that we're going to be like okay now is the time and so what I'm feeling around this death and rebirth is that we're leaning more towards the rebirth side of it this week and being like, okay, you know what? I'm ready to be this new version of myself. That, that identity crisis energy keeps coming up to me for this, this round. And I think like what you were saying, Emily, about all of these retrogrades being around this time, eclipse energy, there's just extra. Like it just feels extra this time. And I think that's why is that like we're also recognizing that by allowing this new version of ourselves to be birthed, it actually opens us up to a new vibration of opportunity where before we were experiencing the same cycles, we were refusing to change. We were being stubborn. We were saying, no, this is who I am, this one version. Or other side of it, to please others. 
thing in this one version of ourselves because that's what other people are comfortable with. Now, when we're like, no, this is who I am now, it's like you're kind of playing a part for the first little bit. You're getting used to it. But then you start to see the external, like what Emily was saying about now is the time where it's showing up externally because all these plants are going direct. It's like you get to witness the reward for actually going through with these changes. So you're going to see opportunities for new relationships, new jobs, new ways to make money. Like all of these things are going to, it might be a slow trickle to start, but it's that miracle side of the eclipses that'll start to like show you to reinforce it. Because I think sometimes if we don't see any result, then we're like, why did I make all these changes? And you go back to the old habit. And maybe in the past, that's what's happened. They've tried, but just haven't quite held on long enough. So this is like the reminder that if you really totally focus your energy on that new version, then you'll actually start to see things show up in a bigger way this time because the commitment will be more revealed. The complete death. Because I think when it's in the death cycle, we before we get to the rebirth, we just hop back on the same cycle. It's like I've talked about the um, analogy of the Ferris wheel before where it's this energy of like being at the top of the Ferris wheel. And then when it comes back down, it stops long enough for you to get off. But if you just sit there, you're just going to go back up again. And then what if it gets stuck and you're up there longer than you expected? And so this is the getting off the Ferris wheel version of death and rebirth. Yeah. Wow. I think that explains it eloquently. And I think even just look at what's going on around us in Iran, in the Ukraine. We've got so many things that I think are going to come to a boiling point in some way in November. Thankfully, the 31st Halloween and November 1st are pretty calm. So the next big aspect that comes into play is on November 2nd, where we've got Venus. She's really kind of the big mover and shaker today. She's opposite the North Node in Taurus and strained a bit with Chiron, which is in retrograde. So both of these placements are going to bring things to the surface that we've been struggling with, but Venus is going to really help to kind of calm and soothe those. So the big question to ask, and I think this is a lot for the entire month, is what do you love versus what do you need? Sit with that if you can throughout the month when things come up. The next super big important day is November 5th. Now what's interesting here in the States is that it's election day for us. So we have Pluto retrograde ending. So we're going to start to see the external changes reflect the internal changes that we've been making for the past few months. The sun is going to be in tension with Chiron in retrograde, which is going to ask us to look at our behavior as the cause of our pattern of wounds. Like you said, did you choose to get off the Ferris wheel or did you ride it back again to the top and get stuck? The sun is going to be opposite the North Node, which is going to ask us to reach really for the best version of our highest self, even when it's outside of our comfort zone. And then Venus is opposite Uranus in retrograde. And this energy can bring unexpected surprises. It can be beautiful. Venus brings a beautiful quality to it. But this could be in love and money, around beauty, things that you maybe have felt have brought you calm and peace in the past might not. There's going to be some shake up there. So my prediction is that November 5th is going to be a little shaky and possibly globally. We'll see what happens. 
On November 6th, we've got sort of another big day. Unfortunately, Mercury is going to be in tension with Chiron and the North Node. So this is communication. This is where I feel like maybe results aren't going to be known right away, probably will be contested. There's going to be a lot of misinformation coming about. This energy is going to ask you to examine your mindset around your old thought patterns and your beliefs that are no longer serving you. And in addition to that energy, then Venus is going to be in conflict with Saturn, which is going to make it difficult to feel the way that you want to feel without doing something very different. So give yourself some time to meditate, to center, to ground before you make any leaps into the unknown, seeking that comfort and joy. Just really take the time to not overextend yourself. And we've got those sort of calm days coming, the 31st, the 1st, even into the 2nd and 3rd and 4th. Take that time to get clear on what you need versus what maybe feels good so that when these things come up, you're better able to navigate them, so to speak. So yeah, that takes me up to the 8th. So I'll let you... Tell me what card you pull. I think the death card is perfect for <laughs> the energy that's coming in. Yeah, that's uh, going to be another rough week. As for usual, at this point, I think we're just like part of the fourth. I think with that energy, like you said, of like the collective and seeing what comes from that is going to really start to show up. And then what I have for the sixth to the twelfth, which encompasses the full moon as well, is actually the nine of pentacles, which is a good card. So... For me, what I'm feeling around this is it's one of those conditional offers, you know, it's not a straightforward one. We're not at the 10 yet. The 10 is the actual celebration, full abundance. The nine for me, even though it's a really beautiful card, I have this like hesitant energy that I'm feeling with it where it's conditional on you actually taking the actions that are needed the previous couple of weeks and fully embracing that death and rebirth cycle because then you're able to look around you and actually appreciate everything that's there. And like you were saying with these like pot, when we have these pockets of like positive moments, if you really take advantage of those and appreciate them and appreciate those days that you can just breathe a little bit easier and recognize that abundance comes in a lot of forms. I think that's where if you think of Venus as your like, it's kind of a good place for me to sit with if I'm thinking about gratitude and abundance, because money and that sort of thing doesn't always hold a vibration that like gets me to that point. And so if you think about the themes of like love and money and beauty and all of these things, then maybe you pick one of those, you know, you pick one of those to focus on at different times. Beauty is what I lean into more, not for myself. It's not like I get all dressed up or anything, but art and looking at nature and looking for the things that don't cost a lot, right? Because sometimes we can get caught up in, I don't have abundance because I'm in debt or I don't have the money coming in or the job I wanted didn't work out. And so we forget that there's these other pillars. Like I see it as like a triangle and it's like you can, you're never going to have all three at once necessarily. Maybe you will. Maybe that's what you're getting this, this eclipse season. But sometimes it's like you really just need to focus on the one that you're experiencing abundance in, right? Like sometimes you have the abundance in one, like maybe you're you're living in a place like we are where there's full, fall seasons and you can see the colors changing and there's these beautiful warm days that come out of nowhere with sunshine. And if you're leaning into that, you may not feel the difficult energies of the other ones so much. Like maybe love and money are really stressing you out, but if you can lean into the beauty, it's like this balance. And so this nine of pentacles, 
brings abundance. So it's coming. So it's like if you're leaning into trust, like I was saying, with the rebirth side of it, and you're starting to see these things in the external, even the little ones, you can start celebrating those. It just seems to me like that's where you're just going to like, you're going to kind of forget about this like darker energy. It's going to be there. You're going to work through it as it comes up, but you're just going to be able to experience it. Otherwise, you're not going to see it. It's like you're turning a blind eye to the obvious beauty that is around you. So that's kind of where I'm feeling with this one is that it's more like looking at what you've co-created in your life and the difficult things that you've gone through to get to this point. For me today, actually speaking of that awful ridiculous coffee incident that ended up with me having a completely rearranged house. It's that I woke up today and I went and sat there and I had my coffee that didn't spill sitting in this like new rearrangement where now I can see my TV better. It feels more homey. I don't have my piles of junk everywhere. They're still there. They're just all in hidden places. But like it felt so good. And so it's like, wow, that was not a fun experience having burnt fingers and having to mop for the whole day and my back hurt after I'm in my thirties, it hurt. And like, I felt like crap when I finished moving it. But now I'm coming out there and I'm like, I get to walk out and not see a map and I can walk through my living room without stepping on stuff. So, you know, like that's the energy to lean into from that, like six to 12. And that's what I'm feeling. Even if the full moon, even if that eclipse feels like really heavy, at least lean into the abundance. I love that. It's so important to remember that that Venus energy isn't always tangible, right? It isn't always the physical attributes of love. It's the things that we can't explain that bring that same feeling into our lives. So I love that. This is going to be the week between the two eclipses. And this is when some of that power is at its height. And so there are going to be beautiful, amazing things that are happening. And also you're going to feel a little off balance. So 100% feel that energy. The seventh is relatively calm. The eighth is when we have the full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. This will be the second and the final eclipse of 2022, but there's going to be some residual energy that's going to hang around. So that's what is going to shake you a little bit. Allow yourself the time to kind of assess the new direction that may have come up during this and see, lean into the curiosity, lean into the beauty of what's coming out from this possibility and don't dismiss it. You could have easily just put your living room back together and gone on about your way. But the fact that it's different now is actually the beautiful aspect. So the sun and Mercury are also going to be strengthening each other on the 8th. This is where you're going to want to align your mindset with the best version of yourself. Uranus in retrograde is opposite Mercury. This is going to make you feel restless and anxious and unsettled. And the moon is directly on top of eccentric and rebellious Uranus. So this is where I think even more of that shakeup and the stress aspect is going to come out. You're going to naturally feel like you're being challenged and shook to your core in some ways and not even understanding where that energy is coming from. So allow yourself the idea to know that it is going to get better and that maybe it's going to be for your highest good instead of it's so easy, I know, to to fight it, especially when you've got that Taurus aspect, because Taurus is slow moving. It wants to ground us into what we know, what's comfortable and what's safe. So there's going to be a lot of polarities on the eighth to watch out for. 
The ninth is a little bit of the continuation of the same energy. While we lose the intensity of the eclipse, we're going to gain conflict between Mercury and Saturn. This is where it's going to be difficult to express yourself. You may sink into a negative mindset or have misunderstandings with others. Just take your time and be easy with yourself. These are not days to launch big things, to schedule big meetings, put your podcasts off, whatever you can do to just sink into some self-nourishment. On the 10th, we have a little bit of a break. Um, Mercury and Saturn will end their conflict sort of in the early morning hours of the 10th. And Venus is going to come along and make a really comfortable and lucky angle with Neptune retrograde. Now, Venus, again, likes to calm and soothe. It brings the harmony back. And Neptune loves to encourage us to get dreamy and use our imagination. This is a great day to set intentions, dream about the future. You know, don't let yourself get lost in what's real in reality. Don't lose sight of that. But allow yourself the space and freedom after this intensity to kind of have a bit of a break. The 11th, the Sun and Saturn are back to their shenanigans again when they go into conflict again. You might feel tense or serious and the desire to focus on things, but the stress and the pressure might lie to you about how much you truly need to get done. Sometimes we can see problems where there aren't any. And this kind of brings in that Scorpio feeling, right? This idea of constantly seeking for truth, seeking more answers. It can lead you to dig maybe where you don't need to. That isn't to say ignore shadow work that may come up, but also don't go off the deep end. You don't have to reinvent yourself in a week. Venus and Mars are going to be in a little bit of a strange situation today. So as well, your motivation and energy is going to feel a little off. So just give yourself some space. Don't push through something just to get it done. If your energy isn't behind it, people can feel that in your finished product. I think that's important to remember. On November 12th, Mercury is comfortable and at ease with Neptune in retrograde, which will allow your mind to wander off into the corners that it doesn't always get to visit. I kind of like this energy. Neptune is dreamy and creative and intuitive, and it wants you to connect to your divine self. So take the time on the 12th to let yourself daydream and escape all of the heaviness that we've been through. And then on the 13th, I invite you to kind of take a step back and reevaluate the things you thought you might get done. You might want to get going on something, but Mars is in retrograde still, right? And it's going to be in this angle with Mercury where it's going to ask you to change your mind and your perspective and adjust your plans. So you might go in with the best of intentions to get a to-do list done on Sunday. And if it doesn't happen, don't beat yourself up. I definitely feel that that is what I was tuning into with this like boundary between the nine of pentacles and that like conditional offer where it's like, okay, you're going to have to do some work to see the beauty, but it's there. So that end of the week kind of perspective shift makes sense because then the following week, what I got from the 13th to it kind of extends into the week after the 21st. But the card that I pulled was 11, which is justice. This feels like the energy of like finally getting to a resolution and it may be difficult. It's not going to be easy, but that perspective shift might be all it takes because the energy that I saw, I saw it as like going back a few weeks and the things that we're trying to make decisions on the first and second week, maybe there's some residue, like the word residue came up. So cleaning it up and like being more aware of 
maybe if you didn't make the change and you got back on the Ferris wheel, maybe this is an opportunity to be like, okay, I'm getting off this time. Maybe it you did make the decision and now you're trying to repair the any relationship issues that are coming up based on the choices you made or the new version of yourself. But it's this idea that it's bringing us back into balance. So these ups and downs, like so what I was seeing is like, we're having all these ups and downs, but now this is a way to, you're still going to have the ups and downs, but now it's a way to like access that and find where your middle ground is so that you're not going as extreme in the highs and lows. And maybe because you have been probably in the last few weeks having those highs and lows, really figuring out, going back to that question that Emily said, like, what do you want versus what you need? And really just being like, okay, instead of trying to be way out in this wild territory, let's see what actually is going to feel good to sustain me and like to be more sustainable moving forward. And so this can be finding resolution with people you maybe had conflicts with, maybe some of that awkward communication. You're going to have to be like, listen, let's have a conversation about this. Let's move forward. But it's this idea of like the result of all of this chaotic energy. It's like the aftermath after the eclipses. It's like, okay, let's clean up any of the stuff that like maybe we feel got out of hand. And now we're like, let's apologize. You know, justice is like seeing things honestly and truly like with yourself, being honest with yourself about maybe where you were unfair to someone or maybe where you feel like someone was unfair with you. It's this idea of like bringing back into balance, but there has to be honesty. And that goes, I think, hand in hand with Scorpio season, like the theme that you've been saying about like seeking truth. This is that opportunity in that little period at the beginning that Emily was talking about, beginning of the week, reflecting and looking at a perspective shift of like, okay, let's be honest. How did this go? How have the last week, few weeks gone? What is it that I think needs to be cleaned up in order to feel good about staying at the same place for the next little while? And I think with that Mars retrograde energy you were talking about, I feel like that's where the energy was sinking in for me to be like, okay, if if this is going to be challenging for the next while, what can I live with? Like, what are the things that I absolutely need to remove now because I can't handle them anymore? They're making me out of balance. And maybe there's these things that are caught. What I'm seeing now as I'm talking is like, the ups and downs that I was seeing, like the extreme highs and lows, like what's causing that? And then if you can remove that obstacle or that behavior, that person, whatever it might see, then the ups and downs won't be as extreme. They'll be a little bit more manageable moving forward. I, yes, collectively, astrologically, that's exactly kind of what's coming up. On the 14th, right, we all... (laughs) want the day where we can fully say that what we're thinking about is in alignment with how we feel. And so the 14th is a beautiful day for that because Mercury is going to be in harmony with Pluto. So if you've had trouble coming up with solutions to difficult problems, this is the day that can really help change that. You know, Pluto wants us to seek transformation and being in harmony with Mercury in our mindset, it's going to allow us to see those doorways and those opportunities that we've maybe missed before. The sun and Neptune in retrograde are also comfy and at ease today, allowing your true self to get in touch with your dreams and the big picture. This is a great day to journal and meditate and really is kind of a transformational day after so much of the heaviness that we've come out of. On the 15th, we've got this kind energy because Venus is going to get comfy with Jupiter in retrograde, making it easier to see the good in life. Venus wants to soothe and it wants to create harmony and Jupiter just wants to expand and protect. 
The sun will be in a little bit of strain with Mars and retrograde. So you may have trouble feeling motivated, but honestly, who cares? <laughs> as long as it feels good. <laughs> what we've been through, just enjoy the joy. Go with it. On the 16th, Mercury is comfortable and at ease today with Jupiter in retrograde. So where the day before was about what felt good, today is about thinking good. You may even receive some good luck news. This is a great day for communication. If you've been putting off talking to somebody for a while because you've been on the floor, you're going to be okay today. There's hope again. The 17th, this is an interesting day because Sagittarius really comes in strong today and it's ahead of you know, it's not that the sun is transiting in, but Mercury and Venus are sliding into it on the same day. Sagittarius is the zodiac sign of the arrow, right? This is the time of the year where we feel ourselves lose a bit of focus in some ways. We get carried away with the possibility of essentially everything. The holidays, trips, parties, gifts, all of it. It starts kind of roaring in at this time of year. And we always blame it on the craziness of the holiday season. But truly, it's this fiery energy that comes from Sagittarius that just seeks doing everything possible. Like the possibilities are endless. And so having Mercury, our mindset and our communication there, and Venus asking us to seek beauty and harmony in these things, it's easy to get distracted. But for the next few weeks while this transit is happening, just allow yourself to seek out things that feel good, that are in alignment with your mindset and with what you want. Go enjoy it. It only comes around once a year. Just go with it. <laughs> On the 18th, we have the sun and Pluto in harmony with each other, and they're going to be creating this really strong drive to move into uncharted territory of possibilities right? The sun is your true identity and Pluto is that transformation and evolution. So this is a great time to see yourself from a new perspective. You know, how else can you see different possibilities within yourself? That would just be my, my takeaway for that day. On the 19th, we've got Mars in retrograde and Neptune kind of stressing each other out. That's like seeing your body and your mind can't decide where to go or what to do. <laughs> And instead of arguing all day, my suggestion is to pick one, like either do the physical labor and tell your mind to bugger off or let your mind wander and say, I'm physically taking a break. You're not going to win both sides of it today. These are really intense energies. Mars retrograde, right? Mars doesn't like to slow down, but how many times do we power through things in our routines and in our weeks despite what's really best for ourselves? And so my invitation is to let your mind win out that day, but whatever feels good for you. On the 20th, we have, again, Mars and Neptune continuing. But what is a little different today is that the Sun and Jupiter are going to be coming in with a little bit of comfort to help you see the bigger picture. So while this is that weekend energy and you're thinking, I've got a million things to do before the holidays come in and before just life kind of gets off the rails. And if it doesn't go that way, it's okay. Give yourself permission to roll with it in a way. <laughs> that is a comforting thought to think that like, you know what? There is some positive energy. I'm glad that that matched up with what I was feeling and that we're getting to some sort of point where we can breathe again because I definitely feel like the next few weeks are going to be challenging and I'm already feeling it. So at this point, I'm like, I can manage this. So let's just push through because I want to get to that Sagittarius energy. 
start feeling positive again. So if that means I have to do a bit of work. I'm not shy of Scorpio season. Anybody that listens to my podcast sees all the titles that are like processing endings and all of these things. I'm comfortable with these topics, but you know, yeah. I kind of forgot about it for a while. I think it can be, you know, it's easy to sink into the the heaviness of what we think Scorpio season should feel like. But again, this is the time of year where we're stuffing candy in and we're having parties and we're We've gotten our routines back together after the craziness of summer and we're enjoying the weather that has been beautiful. And there's going to be storms that are going to come in. This is usually about the time when the jet streams change. But what a beautiful opportunity to make your first pot of soup and to sink in and have a cozy day. And yeah, allow yourself. The transformation doesn't have to be that you're picking up your entire life and and re-evaluating everything. These transformations can be this week didn't go as I expected and it's okay. And my day today looks different than I anticipated it and it's going to be okay. I don't want people to get saddled in astrology with it feeling like everything is a constant giant upswing. These are little aspects. These are sometimes breakfast not going the way you anticipated. It can be everything from that to your job changing locations, right? It can be the full spectrum and it's not going to affect every person on a grand scale. But if you feel these energies coming up, give yourself the permission to not... For me, what astrology does is I don't have to beat myself up when I have a bad day. When literally everything in the world was going against me yesterday, I was like, okay, you know what? It's one day and there's going to be better energy tomorrow. I love that this third week in November is really going to usher in some positivity and some soothing energy. We all need it. We need a collective hug after eclipse season. <laughs> Agreed. And I think too, it goes back to what you were saying about with the, like the truth seeking that like, sometimes we go, we try too hard to find the problems. And so if you're having an amazing time during Scorpio season, like we were saying earlier, then enjoy it. Allow those moments to be what they are. And the thing that's really sticking out to me is that because eclipse season is like expect the unexpected, I would rather enjoy the good moments when they're here because who knows what's coming. So I would rather like as I'm moving through it, just move through it. But like you said, it gives you this kind of permission slip to understand that sometimes it's not in your control and that it is just the energy of the day. And to just be like, it is what it is and do the best you can with that energy. I think it's going to be good. I'll just touch on the 20th and the 21st because Sagittarius season will start on the 22nd. But the 20th, we've got a little bit of that Mars-Neptune conflict like I talked about on the 21st. Mercury and Venus are going to join forces. And this is another beautiful day to express how you truly feel, getting in touch with those emotions and all of those things. So just, yeah, sink into that beauty until Sagittarius season comes. And it's going to be fun too. There's lots of exciting transits coming up. This just feels like sort of the pinnacle of the heaviness that we're meant to move through this year. We knew October, November was going to be the heaviest part of 2022, and it it will be, but it's also going to bring about some really exciting changes and possibilities too. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. Like I said, what you were saying earlier about just knowing that we all, even if it doesn't impact us all the same, it is going to transit through your chart in some way. So for you, it might be in a more light way. For me, I'm just going to be leaning into whatever positive energy comes because I'm tired already. It hasn't even started. I'm going to put in our full movie playlist. <laughs> right? Yes. 
maybe put an SOS out to your friends. Like if you don't hear from me for four days, make sure the dogs haven't eaten me and I'm not on the floor. Like it's just simple because we may need to check out, (laughs) but also put out the flag, like check on me if you haven't heard from me. Yes, that was actually kind of what happened. I haven't had my podcast for the last two weeks and it's usually like clock work every Tuesday. And my brother the other day was just like, hey, just want to say I'm missing your podcast. I'm guessing you have some stuff going on. Just just saying. And I was like, yeah, I'm still here. I'm existing. I'm, I'm the thing. So I think that's a good thing. You're like, if you have a couple of people that can do that, please let them know. Like Emily said, be like, yes, this is the time. If you're ever going to check on me, this is the time to do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, what exciting things do you have coming up? Anything in the next couple of weeks coming up you want to talk about? Yeah, I have um, my newsletter came out today or is coming out today it's on Tuesday, the day of the new moon. And then this month, what I decided to do, because I know from how I've been feeling that we all need a little bit of feeling, my remote recharge, which is a group distance energy healing. You don't need to be on Zoom or anything. You just register so that I can send you the summary email after. And this month, it's going to be free. So you just have to go by now. You just have to go to the link in my bio or on my website and sign up. And the reason I have the sign up, it doesn't add you to my newsletter automatically. If you're just like, I don't want my inbox clogged. All it does is it signs you up so that when I send the email out that tells what energies came up, sometimes messages come through. I share what crystals and energies they use. That way you can use those, work with those energies if you'd like. And I just done kind of a summary of like what happened in the session. And they're usually $22 Canadian. But this month I was like, let's just get everyone a bit of healing because it's going to be on November 3rd. And I think that week is when we're going to be, you know, right in that death and rebirth energy, which I didn't even realize I scheduled the session before I did the cards. And I was like, well, Clearly, there was a reason for that. So that's what I have going on. And then I'm also offering a discount. So normally in my newsletter, there is a discount for the remote recharge. But because that's free, the discount in the newsletter this month will be for my other healing services for anybody who needs a little bit of a deep dive. So that's kind of what I have going on. That's beautiful. Thank you for offering that. I will be signing up 100%. I love your energy work anyway, but that's super exciting. I have got the Scorpio Deep Dive, the Backroads of Astrology course coming up uh, as well on Tuesday, the 25th. We've got a few spots left and you are always more than welcome to join after you still get access to the replay Q&A with me for an entire month of support during the Scorpio season. And it's just a really great opportunity, I think, to understand the foundational layers of what each zodiac sign means, why it's associated with planets, what's the lore and the history behind it. Because it's easier to utilize that energy when we can fully embrace the entire identity of it and not just a few key words that may or may not resonate. So that is coming up as well as Sagittarius season will be happening a little bit earlier in. December because we will have, of course, the holidays stretch in there. So keep an eye out for that. And registration is still open. You're more than welcome to come and join the Third Eye Library. We are having a great time over there discussing a little bit of everything from Reiki to human design. We've got yoga therapy, everything that we were having some really great fun conversations over there, animal healing, all sorts of things. And aside from that, I am actually leaning into giving myself a little bit of 
a break in November. So I have a couple of spots open, but those are kind of filling up on an as-need basis as I've had some requests come into the DMs. So if you go to my website and it looks like everything is totally booked right now, it is. But if you've got something that kind of feels like an emergency, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to make some exceptions as my calendar clears. I'm also anticipating that there's going to be some heavy things where I may not leave the floor for a day and I don't want to have to cancel on you. So (laughs) full disclosure, that's me in a nutshell. That's really exciting, all of that. Like the deep dive in Scorpio season. And yes, the Third Eye Library is awesome. It is exactly what Emily said it is. It's kind of a combination of all the woo and, you know, spiritual things. And I think it's a great place for you to like connect with other people that have similar interests that you may not have a space for. I am excited to keep exploring it. So thank you. Thank you. This is going to be good. At least, you know, there's some support for if you're having a rough time. Go in the Third Eye Library, sign up and (laughs) recharge. Get yourself prepared. Scorpio deep dives. I think that's one of the most misunderstood signs. Like, I think it's one of the ones that you might want to do a deep dive on, especially if we're going to be feeling it. It's like, I want to know what I'm feeling and why. So And why and like, what's the, yes, absolutely. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. (laughs) Are you going to do any more artwork or anything this month? That's a very good question. Yes, actually, that is what I am going to be leaning into, I think. That's the Venus energy I'm focusing on. Like I said, is the beauty. And because it's something that I have been finally getting back into, that's where I'm going to be leaning into. I do have some friends in my art shop, but I'm going to be focusing on making new ones for the next while. I'm hoping maybe to do some holiday-themed things, some gift tags, stuff like that, that are a little more fun. So we'll see. And we have our super secret holiday episode that we're going to be recording soon, too. So all sorts of fun things coming up. I love this time of year. Me, too. It's my favorite. We get to finally lean into our Hallmark holiday movies and be obsessed. I'm going to be printing my checklist. I I take this more seriously than anything. It's like in every Capricorn fashion, I find a way to make the things that make me the happiest into the most organized thing possible. I like check <laughs> like little boxes. I'm doing it. I'm leaning in. I'm in it. I'm in it with you this year, sister. Let's do it. Earth Science United. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. And as always, you can reach me on Instagram or at the website, emilyanderstars.com. Yeah, then you can find me on Instagram as well, Concrete and Crystals or Spirit Crumbs and AndreaMcCallumServices.com. I launched my website. That's the other thing I did this month. How did we not talk about that? I don't know. But yeah, I've got my art on there. I have my more of a deep understanding of what my healing sessions are about and then booking. But we'll talk about that maybe next month again when hopefully I have more art friends to add. Hang in there, everyone, and we'll do a check-in with you in Sagittarius season. See you soon. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs, or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.